Good morning. This is the day the Lord has made. Well, I'm not sure I'm so glad in it this morning, but it's going to be a very warm day. But I want you to see my, my uh, Hawaiian shirt. Do you like it? Okay. Now, there's, a, there's a special story about this. And if you want to have someone that you're going to hold responsible, Chris and Sharon got for me this at the end of summer, just when we were going back to robes. And I said, the first opportunity I had to wear it, I was going to do it. And I thought this would be the day. Well, so it's striking. It's, it's striking. <laughs> they got it for me. If you have a complaint, see them. <laughs> but I just want you to know it, it, it matches my underwear. So, uh, <laughs> and I'll be in the cry room afterwards for anybody who wants to, to testify to that. And you probably will be crying too. <laughs> At this time, and we had this wonderful opportunity this last week for Vacation Bible School at the church, and we have an opportunity this morning to be able to share with you from our Vacation Bible School uh, choir, and they're going to come forward at this time to share. <laughs>
We invite you to stand as we join together in our hymn of celebration number 710, Faith of Our Fathers.
May we continue with a spirit and an attitude of prayer as we join in our prayer hymn 2200 in the black, the faith we sing. O Lord, hear my prayer. God, we give you thanks and praise that we might come to you to know that you hear our prayers and that you respond. We give you thanks and praise for the beauty of this day, for the joy of fellowship, the gift of community to come before you, to lift our voices in prayer, our hearts in worship. Glorious God, we give you thanks and praise for the abundant blessings that we celebrate together, the gift of birthdays and of anniversaries of new additions to the family, the gift of being a grandparent. We give you thanks and praise for our kids, for our grandkids, so many other relationships and blessings that we can celebrate together in your presence. Those that we acknowledge and that we fail to recognize sometimes, but you never cease to give. We give you thanks and praise. And glorious God, as we lift up our joy and our thanks, we too lift up our burdens, our hurts, the sins that we have committed against you and against one another. Glorious God, we know that in all ways and in all times you continue to move and to work, but sometimes it seems hard to hear and to recognize your presence. But God, we ask you to continue to bring hope to those who've lost hope, to bring healing to those who are hurting, to bring comfort to those who mourn, to bring peace to those who are restless, that we understand that you are a God who provides for you are the I am. Glorious Lord, we lift up our prayers to you. We know that in our prayers, we don't just speak to be heard, but to learn to be in communication, to listen and to receive in order that our lives and our hearts might be transformed. That when we come into your presence, we will never be the same. Glorious God, may we come to you today in but a moment of silence to be still, 
to feel your spirit move, to experience your grace and your peace, to be kissed by your mighty word. We come to you now in silence. Merciful and holy God, we continue to lift up our prayers to you. We know that the needs of this community and the needs of this world are great, but greater still is your love and your grace that can transform hearts and transform lives. They can call us to go forth with our hands and our feet and our voice to proclaim the good news of Jesus Christ our Lord that you've called us to be a church in missions and in ministry with and for one another. Glorious God, as we celebrate this Sunday and give our worship to you as we remember the gift of fathers, we give you thanks for your guidance and your protection, your constant care and watchful eye. So as we offer to you our prayers this day, may we never forget to offer the prayer that your son Jesus Christ, our Savior, taught. That together we too may pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. May the ushers come forward to receive this morning's gifts, tithes, and offerings.
gifts and blessings that we offer back to you. May you use these for the ministry of your church as we continue to bring your light to this world through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Amen. May we affirm our faith with joy and a willing spirit as we hear the scripture from St. Luke, chapter 11, verses 9 through 13. Bless us clean heart, O Lord, and renew our spirit within us according to your grace and mercy. Oops. Oh well, you did it right. It's all good. All right, so here's the scripture. So I say to you, ask and it will be given you. Search and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened for you. For anyone who asks receives, and everyone who searches finds, and for everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. Is there anyone among you, if your child asks for a fish, will give a snake instead of a fish? Or if a child asks for an egg, will give them a scorpion? If then, if you then, who are evil, know how to give a good gift to your children, how much more will the Heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? This is God's word for God's people. May we pray. Eternal God, we give you thanks in the reading of the word and once more today to find our lives confronted by it. And that is this good word that comes to us as good seed that finds its way to good soil, digs deep roots and brings forth harvest. May now this, the seed of the word of God, dig deeply into the soil of our souls and bring to us a harvest unto everlasting life through Jesus Christ, who is the living word of God, and in whose name we pray. Amen. Well, it is perhaps an understatement for me to tell you this morning that Mother's Day, as an observation of parenthood far outdistances Father's Day in importance. If the number of sales of cards attendance at lunch and brunches, and the gross amount of gifts are measured. For some reason, Mother's Day far outshines Father's Day as a national holiday. And yet the roots, the heritage, and the forming of Father's Day corresponds closely to that of Mother's Day. The United Methodist Church website has the following story about the origins of these two days honoring mothers and fathers. To all you dads out there, while you're relaxing in your recliner and watching sports on June 19th, and your kids are on their best behavior to honor Father's Day, don't forget to thank a United Methodist. That's right. Not one, but two United Methodist churches with the same name, oddly enough, can lay claim to originating the celebration of all things paternal. In 1909 in Spokane, Washington, Sonora Smart, Smart Dodd listened to a Mother's Day sermon at Central Methodist Episcopal Church. Dodd's own mother had died 11 years earlier, and her father had raised their six children unalone. Todd felt moved to honor her father and fathers everywhere with a special day as well, and so she proposed an idea to local religious leaders and gained wide acceptance. June 19, 1910 was designated as the first Father's Day and sermons honoring fathers were presented throughout the city. 
When newspapers across the country carried the story about Spokane's observation, the popularity of Father's Day spread. Several presidents declared it a holiday, but you realize it was only in 1972 that President Richard Nixon declared the third Sunday in June as the official recognition of Father's Day. It was in 1943 with a luncheon in her honor in New York City that Mrs. Dodd was recognized and Central Methodist Episcopal Church is now known as Central United Methodist and holds a Father's Day service every year. However, there's more to the story. If you thought you celebrated the centennial of Father's Day in 2010, you were actually two years too late. You see, the year Spokane was observing its first Father's Day almost 2,000 miles away in Fairmont, West Virginia, another Methodist church was on its third. On July 5, 1908, a Father's Day sermon was preached at Williams Memorial Methodist Episcopal Church South, thanks to the efforts of Grace Golden Clayton. And in December 1907, when there was a disastrous mine explosion in which 360 men were killed, most of the families leaving a tragic survival of 1,000 children without parents. She thought, distraught by the thought of all those children growing up without a father's guidance, she wanted something to honor the, those who were killed and wanted to do something to honor the importance of fatherhood. And so she asked her pastor to set aside a special day to commemorate fathers. She chose the Sunday closest to the birthday of her late father, also a Methodist preacher. However, unlike the Spokane service, the Fairmont event drew little attention outside the area. But Fairmont historians concede that Sonora Dodd deserves credit for bringing the holiday to national attention, but they want it known that they did it first and beat her to the idea. <laughs> they said, we don't claim popularizing the day, but we have proof we were the first to have a church service. Said the Reverend D.D. Menken, retired pastor of the Fairmont Church, which is now officially known as the Central United Methodist Church. Now, seriously, what is the odds of two churches being named the same to found both Father's Day and Mother's Day? Coincidentally, the first Mother's Day was observed on May 10, 1908 at Andrews Methodist Church in Grafton, West Virginia. So West Virginia Methodists clearly love their parents more than the rest of us. <laughs> So enjoy firing up that grill and napping in the hammock, dads, everywhere. You earned it, and the United Methodists have your back. And when your kids give you yet another gruesomely ugly tie as a gift, well, we're pretty sure the Lutherans are behind that. <laughs> but Father's Day isn't about national holidays. It's not about resolutions. It's not about something that's been legislated. Father's Day is about a man named Dad. Every one of us had one. Some were good and some were less good, but I hope most of them tried. My dad wasn't perfect, but I loved him with all of my heart. My dad would often give me these big bear hugs and he would give these kisses of his on my cheek. And yes, it was my dad who taught me how to hug. Now, I used to hate my dad hugging me and kissing me in public. Worse, 
he was this big man. He was six foot three. He weighed more than 225 pounds. Can you imagine him kissing and hugging me when he dropped me off to school? <laughs> what an embarrassment that was. But when he was gone, I sure missed those hugs. And maybe that's why I like to give a little bit of that hug to each one of you as a way of showing my love back to my own father. But I want to thank my dad for teaching me things about life. I want to thank my dad for things that he was able to show me that did make a difference in my life. And my, my dad taught me certain ways to get through certain phrases of life, not maybe even so much the phrase, but the translation of what it meant, because he taught me things about life that way. Especially when you're asked by a woman, why did you do that? He said, you always say it's a guy thing. <laughs> but the translation is, don't ask, I don't know why. <laughs> uh-huh, sure, honey, or yes, dear. The real translation is absolutely nothing. It's just a conditioned response. <laughs> he would tell me to say it would take too long to explain it. The translation was, I have no idea how it works or what I'm doing. <laughs> I was listening to you. It's just that I have things on my mind. The translation was, I'm not really listening, but I got caught. <laughs> <laughs> take a break, honey. You're working too hard. Translation, I can't hear the football game over the vacuum cleaner. <laughs> hey, I've got reasons for what I'm doing. Translation, I sure hope I can think of something pretty soon. <laughs> you look terrific in that dress, dear. Translation, don't try on one more dress. I'm getting hungry. <laughs> I'm not lost. <laughs> I know exactly where I am. Translation, no one will ever see us alive again. <laughs> we share the housework. I make the messes, she cleans them up. <laughs> so I want to thank my dad for sharing some of those words of wisdom and, and a little bit of fun. But I'm very serious today when I say thank you, Dad. Then which I say to all of our dads here today, thank you. Fatherhood's a unique calling which cannot be replaced in our culture, so let's not apologize for it. Let us never allow it to be scoffed at or made fun of or belittled or deprecated. You dads have a big job, and I would like to say thank you to you. And I'd just like it to ask at this time for all of our dads here today, would you just stand so we can say thank you to each one of you? Would you please stand? Thank you, dads. Our hats truly are off to you today. You know, it is a big responsibility to be a dad. The challenge for fathers is to be there for their children with strength and yet mercy. By love, you show your children the love of God. You must model the compassion of God in heaven while you are fathers here on earth. You must stand tall in integrity and bend low in extending your experienced hand to your children who are seeking to find their way in a difficult world at times. I think there is no greater reason to be a father than to instill goodness, 
love and faith in one's children. And parents need to work together for this. Mothers always seem to be recognized for this, but fathers know that they also extend blessing to their children. I know that there is much sentiment on a day like this, but you know, sentiment is not always bad. I remember a poem on the last card I gave my father for Father's Day in 1980, the June before he died. It contained the corny words, what makes a dad. God took the strength of a mountain, the majesty of a tree, the warmth of a summer sun, the calm of a quiet sea, the generous soul of nature, the comforting arm of night, the wisdom of the ages, the power of the eagle's flight, the joy of morning and spring, the faith of a mustard seed, the patience of eternity and the depth of a family need. And then God combined all these qualities, and when there was nothing more to add, he knew his masterpiece was complete, and so he called it Dad. Yeah, the words are pretty corny, aren't they? But for me, they were true, and I long ago gave up any embarrassment for corny things or for saying that I love my father. Yes, it is not true that all fathers are strong and all mothers are kind because there are kind fathers as well as strong mothers, but I'd just like today to have a strong father. For my father wasn't perfect, but do you know what? He didn't have any perfect kids either. My dad always said when stupider kids were born, he'd have them, and he was right. <laughs> Oh, was he right? <laughs> but I think of the sacrifices my father made for his family and children. Makes me proud today to say how proud I was of him. Yes, I got my share of spanks on the bottom side, but you know what? I deserved every single one of them. He didn't always spank me because I was finally able to outrun him. <laughs> And sometimes, just sometimes, you know, he actually taught some sense into me. But I finally figured out that the old man, which was a term of endearment in which he loved, actually knew what he was talking about. And I savored his wisdom. My dad was actually called by the family and all the extended family sage because of his wise advice, and he had this wonderful street smartness. But I learned the truth of our scripture today from my father, that even though my dad was an imperfect human being, no more or less human or perfect than me, that he never gave me a bad gift when I asked him for something good, that he taught me about God and God's goodness, and that's why I could trust God as my heavenly father, you see, what my dad gave me as I grew up did make all the difference in the world. And so today, I just want to say thank you, Dad. And though my dad has been gone for 36 years, I want to say, Dad, thanks for making me the person that you made me and for helping me to love you to the day I, that you died. Thank you for changing my diapers and giving me baths. Thanks for taking meal duty and feeding my twin brother and me, which was a sight. 
My dad used to put us up in twin high chairs and he would feed us simultaneously with a spoon in each hand and when we wanted seconds he'd just scrape it off the wall and stick it back in. <laughs> I want to say thanks dad for teaching me about responsibility and accepting the blame when it was mine. I want to thank you for the times when I needed you, I needed the advice that you had, I needed a shoulder to lean on and wisdom to guide me. I want to say thank you, Dad, for the extra money that you lent me when I needed it, but I want to thank you even more for making me pay it back so I'd be responsible enough in the things of life. Dad, thanks for just being you. And today, I miss you and always will. And Dad, you do know that if I could have one more big old bear hug from you and one more kiss on the cheek, I wouldn't care who in the world ever saw it because I would truly love it with all that I am. So thank you, Dad. And thank you for each dad here today we love you. We say Happy Father's Day to you. And we say God bless you. May we pray. Eternal God, Heavenly Father, you've taught us so much through our fathers because they have taught us of you. And may the love they have given us, the support, the strength, the blessing, be that which continues to guide us in our lives. And if our dads have gone on to be with you, O Lord, we allow our love to be shared with them today. If we're separated from our dads by, by distance and time, may we call them today to say thank you. And especially, O oh God, how fortunate we are to have our dads with us to celebrate this day. May we tell them, Dad, thank you for all that you have given us and for all that can truly be a part of our lives. And this we pray through Jesus Christ, our Lord and our Savior. Amen. May I invite you to stand as we join together in our hymn of dedication, number 144. This was my favorite hymn growing up, and it still is one of my top five favorites. I remember singing it as a boy at Camp Colby, the Methodist camp up in the National Crest Forest, where about a zillion million Methodist youth were raised up through the years and still offers this wonderful place to see the beauty of God's earth. And so may we sing, this is my father's world. And would you take special note of the last stanza, which is a prayer we could give in the world in which we live today. This is my father's world. <laughs>
Take the hands of those standing near you. And as you hold one another's hands, give a little squeeze. And may we go forth to remember the love of our Father. To remember the love that we share with one another. May we go forth to serve. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, now and forever. Amen. 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 Amen.